Welcome to CX and Shul, the real, raw customer experience podcast by Exo Studios, the creative arm of ExtendOps. Join us as today's host, Diana Castaneda, engages in a thought-provoking conversation with Marcos Sousa, global talent and L&D of engineering at Nubank. Get ready for an insightful talk on the intriguing relationship between humans and artificial intelligence, the definition of human touch, and Samba lessons. Enjoy. In the time since this episode was recorded, Marcos has embarked on an exciting new journey in his career. He has taken on the role of Tech Learning Manager at Serasa Experience. We congratulate Marcos on his new role and wish him continued success on this exciting career path. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of XO CX and Chill. I'm, very, I'm feeling very tropical today because we have a very special guest today. He's coming from a country that I have a deep love and passion for. Um, it's Brazil, or how we would say Brazil. Um, I want him to describe himself and introduce him, and he will do it in Portuguese. But I, oh. what I want to, to know, for you guys to know about this person, he's deeply caring about integrating tech with global talent and people development. So those are two things that you usually say, how the hell am I going to do that? Who does that? So he does it and he's going to tell us. So welcome, bem-vindo. The, the first big challenge here. <laughs> In okay, Portuguese. So, Portuguese. So the first thing is that we have this thing with the R sound in Portuguese. So we will say Brasil. A Brasil. Something like this, Brasil. Okay, let's do it in Portuguese then. Um, eu, Venho de São Paulo, moro na capital. É, já estou trabalhando na área de tecnologia, uh, mais focado em learning e development, é, treinamento e desenvolvimento. Já há quase 13 anos, é, um pouco mais de, de 12 anos, quase 13. E eu tenho uma grande paixão que é conectar com pessoas. E eu venho fazendo isso a decorrer da minha vida, aliás, de diversas formas, né? É, não só profissionalmente, mas é, através da dança, que é uma das minhas paixões, através de, de conectar de fato com, com pessoas, tanto para o pro progresso pessoal e, e para o meu crescimento profissional também. Então, muito obrigado. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you. It's a pleasure. I'm very excited about that. I'm super excited to get to know a little bit more the behind the scenes of Marcos. Um, so why don't we get started with how on earth did you realize that you have this special touch to, you know, like combine technology, that people development, global talent, and you go to those deep levels of, you know, like you, you have worked with companies like uh, Facebook, Newbank now, and it's like, how do you integrate all of these tech things and the tech profiles with what the people lessons is, right? So tell me a bit more of, of your career. Where do you come from? And and then just mixing there, like, who are you? What are your hobbies? Because I know you, there are things that I would like to touch on, on that. Okay, okay. So first thing before to, uh, going to hobbies, you've lived in Brazil for almost three years, yes, right? Yeah. So the, the most important question for you about Brazil is, have you learned how to samba? 
I tried. I mean, everybody thinks that they can dance in Latin America because we have like these pauses, right? Like if you're from Colombia, you say, I know how to dance. Now, if you go from, within Colombia, you go to Cali, which is like the capital of salsa, you're like, damn, I don't know how to dance if I'm not from Cali. But uh, if you go to, uh, I don't know, like to the Brazilians, they're like, do you know how to samba? Like, say samba. Then you're like, damn, I don't know. Okay, so we got to do this in the end of this awesome. episode. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll challenge everyone. Good. So um, getting back to your question, this is a very challenging point because technology is something that is always progressing. And um, if we think about AI, which is a huge topic nowadays, um, we, we are talking about thinking about things that in the past we thought to be very futuristic and uh, machines thinking by itself yeah. and robots and humanoids and things like that. But human will never lose their essence. And I'll give you an example. Uh, when we think about customer support in any area, any company, um, as a customer of my bank and in many other companies, when I need any kind of support, I need to, I like to send them a message. And it's not the best experience when you just get a chatbot, for example. So when you think about AI in, the, in, this, in this area, um, it's very, very important when you think about process, yeah. when you think about automate processes. But when we think about people, it doesn't, uh, work to trust 100% on AI. And I'll give you a very quick example. Think about uh, chat GPT. This is something that everyone is using right now. It's very useful, actually. But how would you tell chat GPT to be empathetic with someone who was walking on the street and got the credit card stolen and called the customer support center. How would you do that? And you can try it. I've tried. Like, I, I, I'm very, very good myself, right? Like, I might like to try everything and, you know, like, try the perfection of it. And it's hard. Like, I, I've got into frustration with, it, with the chat GPT. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. This is too hard. I wouldn't sound like this. No, just put yourself together. <laughs> you know, like. This is the thing. It, it, it might be the smartest thing on earth. No. But it doesn't have the human touch. Right. So I, I can teach uh, my team to be empathetic with people. I can teach my team to identify talents and skills and professional abilities and, and lots of things. Even though some of those technologies are progressing to do it in the future. For example, um, I've learned as a learning program manager for many years. And one thing that uh, we used a lot was AI to identify technical skills. So uh, in the learning area, for example, nowadays you have like platforms like LMS and LXP mainly that um, has a, a machine learning behind this. And it learns what kind of course you take on the mm -hmm. platform and it starts to build like your profile when we think about skills. So it might be very useful for this. But again, when me thinking as a leader, when I need to be empathetic to someone, when I need to guide someone's career and give counsels and advices, it's still the best yeah, way to do it. Like, 
yeah. it's, it's still the best way to do it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so how how do you discover like it's I mean, you sound like a master in this, right? Like I'm like, yeah, I'm following, like trying to follow on these on these uh, learning technology um, integration, but how 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 did it all it all start for you? Like, like what inspired you? How do you get there? Like, that's an awesome question. Um, I've been born in a family uh, who were very um, united. We, we really like to spend um, as much time together as we could. And I had this opportunity to grow in this environment where I could learn a lot from my own family. And luckily, I also grew up in a place where I was surrounded by very successful people as well. And it's not because my family was rich or something like that. We were not. But I just had this opportunity to get to know people and successful people. And my first choice was I need to learn from those people and do not envy their success. Nice. So nice. if you um, live or if you have anyone around who is successful in anything, you just need to learn and get inspired from those people. And this was my first choice. And, and learning, right? Like what is learning? How exactly. would you define that? Even because I was just a little kid at that time. And um, also, even though I was surrounded by people like this, the biggest example I had was inside my own house. Um, we are in five brothers and my oldest, my eldest brother and my oldest sister, they are um, both uh, people with disabilities okay. and they use wheelchair. Okay. And um, they, they, they um, stopped walking still when they were um, young people. And for my family, it was not so easy to deal with it. For nobody, uh, think yeah. it's easy to deal with right. it. But one thing that I really learned from them is that nothing is impossible. It doesn't matter if you are someone with disability. It doesn't matter your race, culture, where you're from. It doesn't matter anything. You can do anything you want as long as you take the first step. Right. And just to summarize this story, um, they had lots of difficulties along their lives, but um, later I saw my sister going to school and getting graduated, and now she works as a psychologist. And I saw my brother going to uh, sports area oh, really? and becoming one of the best <gasps> wheelchair basketball players in nice. Brazil. He was even a founder of the one of the best uh, wheelchair basketball teams in Brazil nowadays. So this one, this was something that really um, made me think: like, if they they could do this, I can do it. I can do it. So all of my inspiration comes from my own house, even though I was surrounded with successful people and had the opportunity to learn with lots of good leaders in the market but the, the, this is my this is the base of my inspiration and so how do you like that's a that explains a lot of who you are <laughs> um, so what would be like that kind of advice that you would give to to anyone who's listening and in general like what do you think it's going to be like integrating more of this technology more of this you know like process thought of 
you know, like learning bad with technology. What would you say, like, how do we adopt, how do we embrace the, embrace this? Because many people are like, oh, I'm scared, I don't want that. Oh my God, robots are coming to kill us. I respect those opinions, but I, it's just, I, I'm curious to know what, what's in your head about this. This is a good question. And I think you, you already gave the first answer here. Do not be scared about yeah. it. Of, this is something that uh, you cannot deal with. Uh, the, 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 the humanity is progressing more and more, and the progression of technology is something that we cannot avoid. And actually, it's necessary, right? If you want uh, technology to make our lives easier, this is really necessary. But do not be scared of it. And I would say, please try to learn how to use it all the, the, the technology um, resources um, to your, um, let's make a pause, I forgot the Advantage. Word. Advantage. We have this, this statement in Portuguese, use a seu favor. I in Portuguese. Use a seu favor. The real translation would be use it on your favor, but use it to your yeah. advantage. Take advantage of it. And um, in the future, in the near future, uh, we will need people who is familiar with technology. We will need uh, leaders and managers who can uh, analyze data, who can extract data from all those uh, technological uh, tools and, and systems and, and environments. So more and more, it's, it has been um, a very strong requirement for people to be more and more technical. So uh, this is something that really helped me, helps me a lot. And I've learned, uh, even when I was a young man, I learned how to code. Uh, it was uh, VBA. <laughs> uh, VBA, it was something to use on Excel. Yeah. And then I, I learned how to code in Java. But all these things, all these steps I took for my benefit, just there to help me understand how the world would be. And I, I had to be prepared for it. And you know what's funny? Like when you're saying from a very young age, you, I mean, we probably live technology just in a different way, right? Like I remember like... That's really different actually. <laughs> <laughs> like the very first time when you saw a computer, like this huge computer, like with oh huge CPU and whatever. Windows 95. Uh, <laughs> like... Uh, that the internet didn't even exist at a time. Um, but then you still, I mean, and I'm, I'm feeling what you're saying because I just got a flashback into, hey, I used to make PowerPoint presentations <laughs> about like TV shows or characters or, you know, like The Simpsons in the early stage or songs that I like, like about me. So I use that tool as you're saying, like to learn about something. For me, it was like to learn about myself. And then it seems like for you, it was like to be prepared for everything that, you were gonna face and because you understood it because of your abilities to you know like work in this learning environment like to know what was gonna what was coming right amazing that's 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 huge like i don't know like we might seem young but yeah we didn't have yeah that, that's it you got the point you got the point <laughs> good so i, I I'm, I'm also curious to know is there i'm biased because i'm a woman but <laughs> in that career of yours was there any inspirational leader or any, you know, like mentor or colleague or someone who, you know, like made you feel like, wow, this is different from what I was planning, you know, right? Like I was expecting planning everything and boom, something happened. And 
perhaps was there any woman there? <laughs> yeah, I actually had very good leaders and um, you met some of them actually, but I can think about three people specifically and they are all women. Yeah. And um, I like to think that um, when it comes to leadership, it's a very big responsibility because you have people depending on you, on your leadership skills. Yeah. And these three people, they taught me and they gave me the opportunity to see um, on practice, they exercising this role and putting in practice the biggest leadership principles I have learned from my young age. So the, the first thing I would say is that empathy for a good leader is very important. And, um, and I'm, I mean genuine empathy. Empathy for me is not just like, okay, so I'm sorry to hear that. I know how you feel. The scripted version. <laughs> yeah. The, the chatbot version. But yeah. empathy, genuine empathy is to sorrow when people are in sorrow and um, comfort them when they are in need of comfort. So when you really feel what the other feels, when you put yourself in their shoes, this is where you, you practice genuine empathy. Right. And I had this biggest example of empathy in a leader. Are we allowed to mention names here? Of course. Okay. So um, her name is uh, Lizzie Elizabeth Nalik. Um, we used to work together and she was my leader. And this is something that really stands out about her is that any problem you had, and I had lots of professional and personal problems, and she was someone that uh, made me feel very comfortable to share all these things, all these pains. And I can clearly hear her voice saying, oh, really? Oh, what can I do for you? What, let me do something for you. And I felt, I really felt that that was not just saying. She yeah, just was, because, you know. It, uh, it was not just, uh, uh, is uh, a uh, confirmation uh, word uh, in Portuguese. In Portuguese, uh. <laughs> uh, That's it, that's it. Uh, it was not just to be nice, you know. She was really feeling what I was feeling. So for me, uh, Lizzie gave this big example of real, genuine empathy. The first person, the second person I can think of, uh, we used to work at the same company as Lizzie, but her name is Sonia. And Sonia was one of the best examples I've ever had of someone who gives you guidance and direction. At that time, I was like looking for other opportunities inside the company. And I was pretty new and uh, I had less, like less than one year working at this, uh, at this company with the same team. And uh, my manager said, okay, go talk to Sonia. She might be uh, very eager to hear you. She might be very eager to give you some guidance and things like that. She was a manager as well. And I remember every meeting we had, so, I made this to set up a frequent meeting with her to get some advices and I can remember her saying, okay, so talk to this person, talk to that like person. Like connecting and... Connect. 
that, that's it. Make the necessary connection. And she gave me all the ways that I should go. And, uh, and she said, okay, so here, she, she was always focused also in culture. So here we have this culture. You can do this if you want to be like the head of the area, director, you need to go this way and this way. Sonia for me was the best example I had in that sense. Sonia, we're looking for you. <laughs> She's based in New York, by the way, if you want to talk to her. And the, the third one uh, represents one another big skill that I admire in a leader. Her name is Andy, Andrea Augusto. And it's like a very recent uh, experience. She's Brazilian, but she's now living here in oh. Mexico. And Andy was the, the, the leader that used to teach by example. Nice. For me, this is something very important. A good leader teaches by example. A good leader does not just tell you what to do. Yeah. Uh, the person takes the front line and show you how to do things and support you and do it with you and do it together. And she was the best one doing this. We had lots of um, hard times working together with company. At that time, the company was in a pre-IPO period. Wow. We were, <laughs> everyone was rushing a lot yeah. and doing other things to get ready for the IPO. And I was like recent hired at that time, like three months before the Very IPO. Fresh. Can you imagine my mind at that time, like three months before the IPO? But I remember her coming and say, okay, so we have this idea, we have this challenge, these goals, what do you think? What can we do to, to accomplish this? And when we agreed on something, the first thing she used to say is, okay, so let's do this together. She used to take the front line. So these are three of the, the biggest and best examples I could ever mention to you about women being a good leaders in the market. That's amazing. And you, you have them like very embedded within you and how they impacted it like at that moment and what they did and how they taught you. And I think that's crucial regardless if it's, you know, like whatever the gender is, it's just like, amazing how does how how people can impact others and connect them and you know make a true impact and especially women because i mean it's it's hard sometimes in this industry to you know like to be to have that remembrance and to scale up and to you know like position ourselves but but we we do it and and the fact that you as a man are, are able is you're able to recognize it and to feel it and transmit it it's just like it's like peaceful and gratefulness that you can only feel out of that. So that's yeah, and I think they they are a very good example to avoid this kind of bias we yeah. have. Unfortunately, we still have bias, uh, and look at those people as people from underrepresented groups. They're not. Right. They're just people. Right. They're just humans, and they some of them. I mean, lots of them. They might be way more skilled than I am yeah. for my role, for example. So, um, and this is something that uh, in the industry, in the technology industry mainly, this is something very, um, that makes me very worried about because uh, it's very common today to see people saying, okay, so we need to 
could recognize women and give mm. leadership mm. roles to women and to um, black and brown people and to people with disabilities. Isn't it way easier if we just look to those people as just right. people? Because they deserve it. It's not like I don't want nothing because I'm just a woman, but I want you to realize that I do things and I work for them and I, I deserve and I earn the things too, not just because, oh, yeah, well, she's a woman or she's the minority and she needs to be promoted because of that, because then we're doing it wrong all, all over the way. <laughs> that, that's it. That, th this is the point. Um, so I think that um, companies should just not uh, keep talking about this because we need to talk about this but we need to do something about this. So it's even better and it's way more effective if we teach our talent acquisition teams and mainly the managers of the organizations to identify talents. And when they interview someone, for example, they, need to, they should be looking after skills and abilities, not race, color, gender, or anything like that. Right. In Brazil, for example, when we talk about the technology industry, women represents only 20% of the population. Looking at it like in a broader way, when we bring to Latin America, it represents only 6%. I've just had access to this information. Very recently it was um, um, a study from YouGov. They are a research of data and analysis company, and they just released those numbers. And I was thinking to myself, okay, so if I have a company, a technology company, and I hire 100 people, only six will be women. would be women, and 94 would be men. And it's not enough. So uh, we need to talk about this, we need to I think it's a work of mindset change. We need to change the mindset of the, the, the companies, the, lead, the leadership of the, those companies, but we also need to empower programs to identify those talents. Right. Because we live in a society that when we talk about technology, what do you imagine? Like, I'm a tech person. What do you, what is the first persona that comes very to your boxed, mind? Very boxed, very rigid, very straight, very like, you know, like no people skills, no like, very, you know, like, I don't know, I see like metal, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> metal, like inert person with glasses yeah, and anything. Yeah. It's completely wrong. Yeah. It's completely yeah. wrong. So um, we need to identify those, those people. So right. I, I've been working with lots of companies and some of them are one, uh, some of the, the big tech companies. And I myself, I've been in the front line for the capaci technical capacitation of some of those underrepresented groups. So um, I've I worked with leaders who um, led programs like uh, software engineers for black and brown people. Uh, women who code and things like that. So all the companies should promote and empower those kind of moves and programs to help identify where those talents are. Yeah. And then you need to be prepared to onboard these people to deliver the, the, the correct training to help them. Uh, sometimes they are just in a career transition. Someone comes from HR yeah. For example, I want to be a, an engineer, a software engineer, for example. And the, the companies need to have these resources to help people uh, make this transition, the, the structure, the necessary knowledge. 
sounds amazing. I'm sure we all will take a lot of what you're saying. Your insights are just phenomenal. Like, for sure, we, we, we have lots of things to dig into that and to put into practice. Um, I just, yeah, I can only say thank you. Obrigada for the, uh, I sound like gringa. Obrigada. Obrigado. Obrigada. I will... I mean, I, I will just invite everyone to integrate this. Like it really, I, I'm really resounding with what you're saying. Like we practice it in XR. We're like, this is something that we, we really need to live in a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but thank you so much for joining me, for talking to everyone today. And before you go, staying oh wild God. is what we go by. Staying wild is our core. How do you stay wild? How do I stay wild? Wow, let's see. No Brazil. Good question. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for a Brazilian or for for someone from um, Latin, yeah, staying wild would mean connecting with people. Would it be con connection, because you, you know you're from Colombia and we we tend to be warm. Yeah, we tend to be human. We like the human touch. We like connection and connect connect with people. Nice. Stay well, connect. <laughs> so that was it for today. Thank you very much for joining us on this CX and Chill episode. We hope you like it again. You, you don't get charged for, for putting your like in there. But leave your comments, whatever you want to hear, know about. Uh, we'll be checking on it. And yeah, thank you very much. Obrigada. De nada. Happy You're welcome. Again. Thank you so much for this invitation. Very glad to be here. And yes. Thank See you guys you. later. See ya. Ciao. And that's our show. CX and Chill is a production of Exo Studios, the creative marketing arm of ExtendOps. With today's host, Diana Casaneda, executive producer, Sean McCreary, producers, David Spear, Clarissa Coronado, and Memo Davalos, editors and videographers, Santiago Aguirre, Alfonso Ramirez, graphic support from Jordan Madrid, and social media guru, Claudia Corona.